Hello. Those of you listening in last week may remember me talking about the Gospel of last Sunday, which featured Peter quite heavily. Last week, he was doing reasonably well. He'd spat out an amazing revelation that had occurred to him, that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus, in turn, announced that he was appointing Peter as the leader of his little flock. On this rock I will build my church, he said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In this Sunday's Gospel, we have Peter again, but this time Peter gets it entirely wrong. Jesus is busy telling his disciples that he's going to have to suffer and die. He even tells them he's going to be raised from the dead. Unsurprisingly, Peter can't cope with this. Jesus can't die. How is he meant to fulfil the people's expectations? How is he going to save them if he dies? And Jesus shouts at him. There's no other way really to describe it. Get behind me, Satan, he says. You are an obstacle, a stumbling block, because you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. One of the consequences of lockdown, I think, has been that we've all had a bit more time to ourselves. If you're anything like me, you'll have kept yourself busier than ever finding projects and things to do. In my home, we've been working, caring for the children, making sure that they keep up with their schooling, doing projects. But even with all of that, we inevitably have had a bit more time to ourselves, a bit more thinking time. And I've been amazed at how many people have filled their time with prayer and running in the park and gardening and listening to music learning a language even, or reading reading more books than normal. Part of me wonders whether now we're gradually returning to a more normal way of life, that all of this will disappear and we'll all go back to normal, forgetting all the new habits born out of lockdown. But another part of me wonders whether things have actually changed for good, You hear of quite a number of businesses, for example, that have given up their offices and asked their employees to stay at home permanently, working at home. I've seen on telly that many people are choosing to sell up in London and move to the country permanently, looking for more space, a better life, after having been cooped up in their flats, having realised that life is more about work, more than is about more than work. I think it must have been a little bit like that for Jesus' disciples. They had this intensive three years travelling around the Judean countryside with their Lord, watching him operating, interacting with people, healing the sick, choosing to build a community of people round him like no other, teaching them a new way of being and living, less obsessed with rules and regulations and more focused on the blessings that God showers on them, less obsessed with material possessions and more focused on loving relationships, sharing and building God's kingdom.
And then they went through an intense period of stress and fear in Jerusalem, watching Jesus willingly give himself up to be arrested and tortured and killed. And then the resurrection, and then his ascension into heaven. Living through all that, they may have wondered what had hit them. We know that they tried to go back to their lives in Galilee, to their fishing and their nets, but their three years with Jesus had changed something fundamentally for them, had opened their eyes to a new way of being on this earth, so that life could never be the same for them again. So in this week's Gospel, we hear Peter clinging on to what is familiar, wanting nothing to change, being fearful of this terrible fate that Jesus was warning of, where he would be taken from them and would suffer and die. And we hear Jesus rebuking him. You, Peter, are setting your mind on human things, he says, not divine things. I wonder what the last six months has meant for you. How has it changed your thoughts, your routines and habits? And I don't just mean the superficial things, the wearing of masks, the washing of hands, the working at home, the social distancing. What new thoughts, new dreams, new realities, new revelations have occurred to you? Were they good ones? Were they scary ones? Were they human or were they divine? And how did you deal with them? Did you welcome them or did you push them away and try and hold on to the old and familiar ways? Did your thoughts help you to look at the ordinary, the everyday things of your life, the suffering and the pain and the illness, as well as the blessings and see them as gifts of God, his perfect will? The writer of the letter to the Romans knew how powerful thoughts can be. Do not be conformed to this world, he wrote, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Julian of Norwich had the gift of being able to see God's will in small things, In her revelations of divine love, she wrote about seeing a little thing in her hand, the quantity of a hazelnut, as round as a ball. And she realised that it wasn't just a little round thing in her hand, but that it was symbolic of all that is made. I marvelled, she wrote, how it might last for I thought it might suddenly have fallen to nothing for littleness. And I was answered in my understanding. It lasts and ever shall, for God loves it. And so have all things their beginning by the love of God. You see, every little thing that we touch, every person we meet, every conversation we have, Every single thing that happens to us happens because it is part of God's loving plan for our lives. If only we have the mind to see it.
Sometimes those things are hard and difficult and hurtful, like Jesus being arrested and suffering and dying. No one wants to suffer like that. No one chooses to experience the last five or six months as we have all done in fear and isolation and illness. But even in the hard times, it's possible to discern something of God, something of his will and his plan for our lives. We each have a choice to make. We can allow these things to pass away and not matter, get get back to our old normal as soon as possible. Or we can allow them to transform us by the renewing of our minds and see in them the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. I pray that those thoughts and habits that occurred to you in lockdown were part of a process of renewal and that you will continue to allow them to help you discern the will of God for you, for your life, for your home and for your family. Amen.